tell me more about how his eyes look, Simon. It's almost <laughs> as if Simon enjoys being chastised by Baz or something. Like, is this how you describe your enemies? It's really not. Hot. Yeah, like, basically. <laughs> I feel like I just want to be, like, quote-unquote enemies for every time we bring up Baz. You want to get sexy? Yeah, let's get to the sexy stuff. Hello, and welcome to Escape from Reality, a podcast where two queer IRL witches talk about the Simon Snow extended universe. I am Lark Malachi Gray. <laughs> and I am Jesse Blount, and we are talking about the second half of My Rosebud Boy by Rainbow Rowell. All right. Tags. Simon Snow. Tyrannius Basilton Bass Pitch. Penelope Bunch slash Suppard, Alternative Universe Human, Alternative Universe No Powers, Alternative Universe Flower Shop and Tattoo Parlor, Aged Up Characters, Floris Simon, Floris Penny, Tattoo Artist Baz, Shepard is Still into Cryptoids, Barista Shepard, Boy the Dragon Tattoo, Flirting Via Flowers, Dead Moms Club, Getting Together, Declaring Your Love Via the Language of Flowers. 2,225 words. Summary. For the second half of this here zine, Penny is deeply suspicious of the friend's discount Simon is getting for his epic wink tats, but Baz and and Simon kind of talk about it, and since they're friends, you both get off on fixing tattoos slash getting tattoos fixed, so, you know, no harm, no foul. Then, Simon kisses Baz, which, for those at home, it only took to page 26. It's pretty passionate, but Baz breaks it off, and they go right back to silently inking the lines of the dragon tattoo. They don't talk about it because it's still Simon and Baz, y'all, come on. Later, Simon drops off more flowers at the next appointment and the boys are just just both gonna pretend nothing has happened. We do end up learning that Lucy was a florist and Simon helped her out, but didn't really take to it until after she died. Six hours later, Simon has blue wings, but Baz is troubled by something and shows Simon that he does in fact have one tattoo his mom's name over his ch- uh, over his heart, which is intimacy, even when we still have Simon apologizing for kissing Baz. But since they're buds, Simon convinces Baz to come out to the pub with him with Penny and Shepard, who is in fact in this story a little bit, as the coffee shop barista that Penny was obsessed with, because why not throw a little bit of coffee shop AU in here also? Anyway, Penny and Shepard are very impressed with Simon's now healed wings and the roses around them, and everyone gets to see another terrible tattoo that needs fixing. When Simon is at Baz's tattoo shop, Simon is like, don't plan it out, just feel it out, which is how Simon gets some baby's breath to cover up the bad Marilyn Monroe tattoo. They keep going, with Baz slowly covering up more and more of Simon's bad tattoo, with flowers mainly, and Baz becomes more integrated into Simon's life. Finally, with a majority of Simon's bad tattoos covered, Simon's like, Time for some new ink, and Baz literally cannot. Turns out, the first cover-up offer was because Baz couldn't just ask Simon out directly because he has feelings and wanted to spend time with Simon. Simon is like, oh, this is the opposite of a problem because hello, ink slut and pink ink. But Baz still feels bad for his perceived duplicity. But for Simon, this is great news to know that his crush also likes him too. And Baz's self-loathing is no match for a sure-of-himself Simon, 
And they kiss again. No takes backsies. And go home together. And then we get an epilogue where they have, they're still together. Meeting each other's families. Penny gets a tarot card tattoo because of course she does. And um, Simon still has some space on his body and his heart for Beth. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I literally cried at the end <laughs> of this zine. Uh, it's so, it's so beautiful. It's so, it's so soft and it's so great. And unlike spending a, a book and a half of Simon and Baz being unable to communicate, Simon is just like, you're silly. We're just going to ha- be in a relationship now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I and love. then, oh my God. Yes. It's just so, oh my God. Yes. It's going to be really hard to jump back into Wayward Son after this beautiful reprieve. Yeah. Uh, um yeah but let's uh let's get into it we're gonna start things off with easy come easy go where we talk about everything that doesn't go anywhere else i just really love the bit where baz is like oh simon by the way you're also an artist and it's just i don't know it's so nice and it's it like, is so nice. Just just a couple of gay artists being pals. Just being <laughs> buds. No homo. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I also found that part incredibly touching. So the only like laugh out loud line for me in this one, for some reason, was this exchange where um, Simon is reporting to Penny that he kissed Baz and he goes, I kissed him. And she's like, oh, no, what happened? And he's like, he kissed me back. And she's like, that seems promising. And he says, then he told me to get on the table and didn't speak for four hours. And she says, like, in a sexy way. <laughs> it's also, so just like Penny trying to, like, in her brain, piece together w- what is going on between some <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um literally everything else i have in this section is just canon references cool let's let's do it um baz gives simon a hot goblin <laughs> tattoo. <He does. laughs> with a flower behind its ear <laughs> yep so i really really love the exchange where so it's part of when baz is um telling Simon that he's an artist and then is sort of like teasing him being like, you don't have like a portfolio that you show people either, you know, <laughs> whatever. And then yeah. Simon says a tattoo is different from a bunch of flowers. The stakes are significantly higher. And then Baz, who is like in this process of covering up all of Simon's extremely shitty tattoos, <laughs> just says, it's very sensible of you to say so. <laughs> <laughs> so- <laughs> It's like, it's like moments like that where I do kind of wish, you know, I would have made the zine like 20 more pages long, but I'm just like, what was best thinking that exact moment? <laughs> I know. Oh my, if we got to switch back and forth like we do in the books, is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, that would have been really fun. Oh God, that line is so snarky. It's, oh God, I love it. All right. So 
we have Baz saying a weird swear word or a weird exclamation. Because, like, in canon, we get them saying famous magicians or writers. And he says, as, like, an exclamation, I'm like, okay, I only, I listened to this, like, three times. But it's, like, uh, Sirith? Sirith? S-T-R-E-W-T-H. Which is an exclamation. It's a very, like, it's like a, it's an exclamation, essentially, where you're just, like. Why is it pronounced like that? I don't know. Because I looked it up, and it is, like, an abbreviation for God's truth, which should mean that it's pronounced struth, because that's. Struth? Right. God's truth. Struth. That would make sense. Um, again, this is a word that I have read and and only listened to a few times on pronunciation, so I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. But the fact that the fact that, that that line is in there where it's just like, I'm sorry, is this a I had to Google it, like, is this a writer? Are we still doing this? Even though oh, this is an yeah, AU. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that she like really went hard on the like, this is in England <laughs> in the scene. Yeah. Um, so I adore this, like, themed Christmas tree metaphor that we get in here. I think it's incredible, um, listeners. So at some point, Baz asks Simon if he wants, like, this, this new cover-up that he's doing to, like, tie in to Simon's big back piece. And Simon says, no, I don't want to look like a a bad themed Christmas tree. Or I don't want to be themed like a bad Christmas tree, rather. And Baz is like, what? And Simon's like, you know, when like a Christmas tree is like all one color and it's clear that they just like bought all the ornaments at at the same time and they're not important. They don't mean anything. And then later when Baz is having his like freak out, he's like, you are themed and the theme is Baz and I'm Christmas treeing you. And you're like, this is great like this is great yeah i thought that metaphor was excellent because i think that it's so recognizable and i'm like yeah that is really the worst mm-hmm. yeah and then and then right for bass to work it into his freak out which i'm like is different i feel like <laughs> very different yes definitely very different but yeah, just still such a like perfect, such a perfect um expression. I just I'm like, ooh, this is this is gonna catch on in my life, you know? Yeah. Um I love that we get this discussion about the color of Simon's uh wings of his back piece. Mm-hmm. Because for folks that aren't aware, there are I didn't look this up, but I should have. There are different versions of the covers of all three books, either like hardcover versus softback versus the UK version versus the American version. And in some of them, Simon has blue wings <laughs> as opposed to red wings. Oh. And I'm just like, this is exactly where this conversation is pulled from, isn't it? That's so smart. You're so smart. Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Um, which I, I mean, I think, I think in the, I think in the covers are more of a light blue and not a steel blue, which is what Baz is describing, which I do think looks, probably does look really cool and slightly less demony probably than like red ones. Yeah. But. All right. So my last thing here is when 
Simon and Baz are arguing. So Baz has been like, I lured you here under false pretenses. Like, I really just like wanted to ask you out. But instead, I like demeaned you until you agreed to let me give you these cover up tattoos. And like, I'm a terrible person. And it doesn't even count that you like it or that you like me or that you like your tattoos because like I wasn't honest from the get go. And you're like, Baz, chill the fuck out. Um, What I love most about that exchange is when Simon is like, Baz, chill the fuck out. One of the things that he says is nothing that you're saying is true, even the parts that are factually accurate. I think that that's a thing that is true in so many arguments. And I don't know if I've really ever heard someone say that out loud before. And I was like, oh man, what a keen observation about like, human interaction that has just been made here by simon and like we should all file that away for when we need to like stop someone who's mid freak out to be like hey you know yeah no i actually also like that part and just because it's sort of like on one hand yeah i very much understand like where Baz is coming from where like in his own brain he's just like built up this like terrible one-sided relationship under false pretenses and Simon is like okay but we're both we both we're both winning here I don't like yeah it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> which actually if that was your last point I would be cool to just continue this in uh Silhouette if that is yeah cool. let's do it Welcome to I See a Little Silhouette of a Man, where we talk about character development. Uh, yeah, it's so we, because the story is uh, still primarily from like Simon's point of view, we really don't get much of Baz, Baz's thought processes. So it's really literally until like the last like three pages where it's like, you realize Baz has still a lot of this, this like streak of self-loathing slash self-hatred slash whatever mental health issue he's had going on where he's just like no i'm a terrible person i've done a bad thing to you by giving Mm -hmm. you all these incredibly cheap beautiful (laughs) 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 because i didn't tell you it was because i deeply like you even though it's like kind of obvious yeah (laughs) actually to everyone but simon as always You know, some things uh, never change. Truly. Uh, and one of them is Bess could be better at communicating. Where <laughs> he's just like, as opposed to asking you out, I was like, let me cover up your shitty tattoo. <laughs> let me give you a better cover up for your shitty tattoo. You know, if anybody wants to have a crush on me who does incredible cover up tattoos, <laughs> I'm taken. But like, that doesn't mean that I won't let you give me a bunch of really beautiful, cheap cover up tattoos. If all you need is to hang out with me, then we'll still both win. It'll be great. Exactly. And yeah, and so, and I think like, such in the way that things like, say, for example, depression and anxiety can lie to you. Like, Baz has built up this this in his brain as being like, he's just done the worst thing ever to Simon. And Simon's like, I mean, no. <laughs> right. So I was like, I literally kissed you six months ago. Like the only bad thing you've done here is made it so that for the last six months, 
we've both been crushing and like horny and not doing anything about it. That's the yeah. only thing to apologize for here is the fact that we could have been fucking boning for six months now and we haven't been. Right. It's like, I have been, like, shirtless on top of you under a needle for, like, several hours, and we could have just skipped the needle part, you know? Or kept the needle part. We could have continued the part. <laughs> we could have continued the being shirtless together, you know? Yeah. And yeah, and I just, I feel for Baz, and I'm glad that Simon is just like, okay, let's slow your roll. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's really, truly okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. I have a couple more Baz things. So he, Simon has brought him new flowers and, you know, is like, I thought you might need new flowers. And Baz is like, do people need flowers? And Simon is like, yeah, you get used to them. Like, yeah. And um, Baz is like, yeah, I guess I have gotten used to them. And Simon says, yeah, that's how we get you. Like really terrible joke, whatever. It's fine. And Baz... (laughs) says oh you go around making people's lives incrementally more beautiful until they're hooked and i wrote asks basilton i can fix that grim pitch like (laughs) yes that is what you are both doing for each other sir yes yeah i i I actually yeah i actually had that bookmark because i'm just like oh (laughs) best Yeah, it's like bad. You could have told him literally at that at that moment, yeah, and saved yourself again several months. Um, I really, really, really love and appreciate that this line where Baz uh, shows Simon his his tattoo, which is his mom's name, and you know is like she would hate it. She was really religious, so we get this like canonical middle eastern baz presumably there's no indication that he's jewish so we have to assume his mom was uh muslim hell yeah 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 which i feel like is so overlooked in the fandom it's so overlooked in the way that baz is depicted in all of the fan art despite the fact that he's you know gray it doesn't matter you can still make him clearly also a person of color and so having this world in which his mom could be religious and being able to be like, yeah, she was Muslim and she would be ashamed of me for being a tattoo artist, whatever. I'm maybe, maybe, who knows? I don't know this version of his mom, but I love that Simon is like, you're literally the most incredible artist. Let's just go ahead and assume that your mom would be super fucking impressed with you. And that makes me happy. Yeah. 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 That is actually also a bit of the a sticking point for me in the like fan fandom and like fan art where I'm just like... Literally, you have the entire internet at your fingertips to look up what Middle Eastern dudes look like. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then, like, I don't, I don't want to say, like, wash them out. But do whatever you do with, like, a color filter or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway. But, yes, I also really, I also really, I mean, like, really anything about uh, him and his mom. I'm just like, mm. Can you translate that into words? <laughs> it's just, it's like, it's just very bittersweet. Cause I'm just like, oh, their moms are still dead, but they get to bond about it, which is kind of nice, even yeah. if it is sad. Yeah. And I just like, also the reveal that like, that is his one tattoo that he's given himself <laughs> because mm-hmm. 
a perfectionist like Baz would not allow anyone else to tattoo him. Yes, of course. Of course, that's, that's his tattoo. It's very sweet. It is very sweet. Who do you want to talk about next? Uh, the only other person I have is, well, I have a little bit about Simon and a little bit about Shepard. It's just so refreshing to have Simon be able to maneuver with Baz during his freakout. To be like, I mean, essentially, it's like we're both mature, consenting adults who are having a good time. This is great. We can keep doing what we're doing. Only we could be dating while it happens. Right. You know? Yeah. I think that what I'm putting together over the course of this conversation is that what we're really seeing here is sort of like book one, Simon and Baz. Like, not pre-trauma but pre like the worst of the trauma yeah because like that the super snarky line that i brought up earlier that feels like a very carry-on baz line as opposed to like wayward son or anyway the wind blows and like the way that simon is able to have this conversation with baz feels very like you know, book one, I like having friends. I like having friends that are like super close friends and friends that I just like say hi to in the hallway. I just like really like people, Simon. Yeah. And he's still like clearly fucked up. I mean, he literally says, I am extremely dysfunctional. That's kind of my thing. Great line. Yeah. Um, right. But this is a Simon that's like, yeah, I'm dysfunctional, but I still, I still just really like people and I'm good at talking to people. I'm good at having friends and like, it's really nice. I like seeing it. I know. I know. Yeah, it is. It's also just really nice because this is kind of like what I would. This is like sort of what I want. This sort of like self-assuredness is sort of what I want for Canon Simon at some point. Like, you know, some healing, you know, some self-reflection and that and that and obviously it doesn't mean like fixing all of his problems like you know like like this simon is still yeah like he's still kind of a mess but that's fine you mm-hmm. know no one has all their shit together and anyone who's telling you otherwise is lying yeah dysfunctional so. people have healthy relationships all the time case in point myself <laughs> <laughs> if i could like high five you right now would you think because i'm like yeah yeah it's sort of I guess, like, sort of side note, right, like, the idea that you have to 100% fix yourself in order to find love is, like, I think probably setting a lot of people back from being like, oh, I'm too broken to find, to have a healthy relationship. And I'm like, "Mm, no. For real. Yeah, RuPaul has, like, damaged a generation of people. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, like, one thing if you're, like, I guess it's just, like, you know, working on yourself as a lifelong project essentially and so waiting to be at a certain point to like be in a relationship is like like live your life hang out with people make out with them be relationships like it might suck or it might not there's only you know what is it our one short precious life to live so right yeah which i guess isn't as catchy as rupaul's saying but more more true (laughs) totally yeah And sometimes the best way to learn to love yourself is to be in a space where, like, someone else is, like, reflecting to you that you are lovable. Yeah. And also it's often easier to, like, show up fully and authentically, like, 
for another person than it is for yourself. Anyway, this is not the place for us to therapize. Go ahead. Actually, it is okay. because we have also Baz who was like, I liked you bad tattoos and all. They didn't they didn't need fixing. You didn't need fixing. And Simon's like, thanks. I mean, I'm glad you did it anyway because yeah. I was also happy with my shitty tattoos, but I'm glad that you have improved the look, you know? And yeah. that's just, it's just really nice to be like, it, it's not like, it's not like Bath couldn't have loved Simon with his like misspelled, misshapen, weird looking tattoos, you know? Yeah. And I think that is just lovely. I agree. Yeah. Um, Shepard? Shepard's only here for like, maybe like three paragraphs. <laughs> but I I don't care because I love him so much. Um, he's still into cryptids, which is just, I don't know why that warms my heart. It just does. And he has like a, he has a Bigfoot tattoo on his foot because of course he does. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. And until I read it, I didn't, I don't think I had ever thought about just how easy it would be to just like translate shepherd out of a magical series and into the real world because like he's just like yeah he's just like a cryptid dude it's he's the he's the same person with less secrets to keep and presumably less like children owed to un unsavory sorts but yeah. it's so it's so beautiful oh my god yeah, he, you know, he watches all of those weird history channel documentaries about aliens and the Loch Ness Monster, and he will tell, he will he will convince you about Mothman and, like, Spring Hill Jack and all that kind of stuff. I just, I just love that for him. Yeah, I just <laughs> so. learned that Reese Darby has a, a cryptid podcast that I need to check out. I think I knew that. I don't know why I'm not subscribed. But I was just like, that is exactly where our like worlds would overlap as like Shepard from Carry On listening to Reese Darby from Our Flag Means Death's podcast oh about cryptids. Oh my <laughs> god. So oh my god. Why? Oh my god. Sorry. Now I'm just like, should I write uh, Our Flag Means Death podcast AU? I don't know. The answer to you being like, should I fanfic is always yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. And I also just love the idea of like Penny going over to like the coffee shop across the street, buying drinks she doesn't like to like awkwardly talk to Shepard. Yep. <sighs> yeah, it's very cute. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Davy, who we fully ish meet we still don't meet him but we hear about him in this second half yeah um, he's like a woo like crystal dude we learn that this flower shop which somehow has been kept from us for the first half of the zine also sells crystals and tarot cards which <laughs> is so great this is like the most perfect place to work i want to work there davy aside for real yeah um and we get the incredible line <laughs> that Simon doesn't understand how someone so obsessed with good vibes could be such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like there are many documentaries about cults <laughs> that, would, 
that would answer Simon's question. Yeah, also just like so many woo new age dudes who are obsessed with good vibes are absolute dicks. So Davy, uh, part of a strong tradition. Probably still dresses like Peter Pan. (laughs) (laughs) Except whatever the like dude version of like Lulu, is that? Lululemon is the expensive yeah. activewear. Yeah. Lululemon is the M- is the MLM. Yes. Lululemon is the whatever the dude version of. I was imagining him being like a like a flowy linen pant kind of woo dude. I feel like those guys are always like really hard to be around. And we'll tell you you have to clock out for your bathroom break while also like shaming you for not having a high enough vibe vibration or whatever yeah it's also like illegal um don't clock out for your bathroom break (laughs) hell no even in the u.s where we have negative labor laws essentially yeah (laughs) fucking kidding me uh yeah wow what a dick and i just briefly wanted to speculate with you about what tarot card penny would get on her ankle okay good i was i was also trying to think um uh well the magician or the high priestess i think would be you know what let's just say that it's her birth card whatever her birth card is that's the one that she got that's my guess that's a good guess uh all right, I think I would also be kind of say just briefly, briefly, briefly mm-hmm. about I, we we get it we get Agatha and her and her girlfriend who I are know. still friends with Simon because of course yes. which I love yes and I'm like yay I know and we just see them for like a passing second so and it's like everyone's hanging out at the bar so it's Agatha and Neve and. Shepard and Penny and Simon and Baz, but Simon and Baz are not dating yet. And the only thing that we see of Agatha and Neve is that they're wondering whether the chips are vegan, but they're already eating them. And that, in one <laughs> sentence, is so much information. Like, it's such a, like, God, Rainbow Rowell is a good writer moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know. I'm just like so happy for everyone. Yeah, it's oh god, this is in my whole heart. It just makes me realize how much once I know and love characters, I like just want a book where nothing happens. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I think this is really part of the appeal of the like coffee shop, flower shop, tattoo shop AU, where it's like no one's in a eternal struggle against good and evil or fighting against whatever, whatever. It's just like, we all have cool jobs and we can just have a meet cute. Yeah. I, I don't remember what podcast it was on, but I heard it was a not Night Vale podcast where I think Jeffrey Craner from Night Vale was guesting. And mm-hmm. something that he said was like, in real life, you should always talk about things. But in writing, you never want your characters to talk about things because, like, you need conflict to move plot. And 
I think that that's true, but like in that moment, it also made me realize how hungry I am for like non relationship based plot. I want plot where people are in very stable, supportive, communicative relationships and like facing external things together. Um, and I could actually like do without any any plot that's derived from people not communicating when they should be communicating (laughs) yeah no i totally understand because i feel like i feel like for me this often plays out in the i really like i'm much more interested in fictional couples who are like already together and they have to be like all right well now it's like xyz thing is happening as opposed to a like getting together, breaking up sort of narrative. Yeah. Yep. And it's just like, I don't know. I just find it so much more, I think I find it so much more interesting because I think you have, I think like creatively you have to work a little bit harder to figure out what to do then, Mm -hmm. you know? Like a getting together love story is like, you can literally go on the internet and find a like, a cheat sheet about how to like set that up. Yeah. Which is, which is fine, which is great. I mean- who doesn't love a cheat sheet? But I guess I still am hungry for <laughs> different things still, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I just want to, like, see more relationships like mine in media and, like, not feel stressed. I want to not feel stressed about the relationships of people that I, whose relationships I'm invested in, you know? I want to be like, yeah. yeah, they're solid and this situation is, like, riveting, you know? Whatever they're yeah. facing... Even if it's only one of them facing it, I want to see like the, you know, not them going home and being like, I don't want to talk about it. I had a bad day, but being like, I would love to talk with you and process this thing. I'm like, I want to read that. I think, I think I'm not alone in wanting to read that too. Oh no, there's uh, millions of fanfics that say that other people also want <laughs> to read that. <sighs> we should probably move on. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything yeah. in Face the Truth? I don't. Cool, me either. <laughs> because everything is beautiful and everything nothing hurts. Everything is beautiful. <laughs> Everyone lives. It's great. <laughs> it's great. Welcome to Caught in a Landslide, where we talk about, where we rant about stuff. I actually don't have anything to rant about in here, so... Okay, I have a few things. One, I just need everyone to know, so I clearly, in our last episode about this, was, like, very stressed about this Baz no-stencil tattoo situation, yes? Mm-hmm. I would, I need it to be known that literally <laughs> the night after we recorded that conversation, I had a nightmare where I was helping someone do a mural and they refused to do a stencil and it was like a bunch of text and they like wouldn't even draw like a line on the wall to make sure that it was straight and it was all just like slanting (laughs) down the wall and they wouldn't listen to me and I was like so stressed out about it and I was like that zine (laughs) fucked me up Oh my god, I think it's so fucking funny that my brain was so stressed by that. That is pretty amusing, I'm sorry. 
Uh, and then we get so much more of it here. <laughs> I know, I know. It's okay because I was ready for it this time, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, second thing, the first bouquet that we see Simon bring Baz in this one is white peonies, lavender, and ferns. And so I googled peony, lavender, fern, bouquet, and literally went, oh god, out loud when I saw the search results. <sighs> it is it is very much it's I feel like it is the like florist version of a like struggle meal or something where it's just like you really only put this together just to have an excuse to go next door. I feel like either that or what Simon's goal is is to be bringing over like increasingly more like bridal bouquet bouquets for Baz to be like actually what I want more than you to tattoo me is to get married because it is like the quintessential walking down the aisle bouquet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the second the second bouquet that he gives him is, like, very much like, I'm tired of you silly boys just flirting via flowers. Yeah. Like, can you just, like, really none of, it still takes you 46, 44 <laughs> pages to get together. <sighs> yeah, I couldn't find... I, I didn't try that hard, but I didn't easily find what an image of what that second one would look like. But I did look up the individual things in it. The, what are they called? The one with the L name that's very scientific sounding is actually a very pretty flower. A Lithanius? Sure. Whatever. Yeah. But I feel like the fact that it includes clouds and clouds of baby's breath is enough for me to be like, Simon, stop. Just stop. <laughs> Penny is right. That is a tacky flower. <laughs> but he just loves it so much. <laughs> I know. He loves it so much he gets a tattoo of it. And then my last thing here is I actually want, just want to read a passage because I think it's so fucking incredible. So if you will permit me. I sure will. Okay. So listeners, this passage is... Simon is asking Baz why he why he's not charging him full price, basically. And Baz is getting kind of cagey about it. And that's where this <laughs> picks up. So Baz says, or it says, Baz looked put out, defensive. I thought we were. He shook his head. Simon took another step forward. You thought we were what? Baz looked worried. He took a step back. Friends. Simon exhaled. We are. We are friends. We are? Yeah, Simon said eagerly. Good, I just... I don't want to exploit our friendship. I don't feel exploited, Baz said. Why would I feel exploited? Like I'm some heroin addict pretending to be friends with my dealer. Struth, Simon, is that what's happening here? No, I'm saying that's not what's happening here. Baz rubbed his forehead. Why are you saying this at all? Because I... I guess I feel guilty. Why? Because I like it. I know that you like tattoos. Baz gestured toward him. I'm not blind. All my clients do. No, I mean... Simon was grimacing. I like when you do it. I like... enjoy it. And I feel sort of guilty about that. Because we're friends. Well... Baz was still rubbing his forehead. I enjoy it too, so we're even. You enjoy it? Yes. 
Because it's your job. <laughs> yes. And, and because it's you, Baz said quietly. Because we're friends? Um, Baz swallowed. Yes. <laughs> I just... Every every time I just say friends, I just really want to put in finger quotations because right, not It's so it's so funny. It's the funniest fucking conversation. Because it's your job? Yes. <laughs> and like listeners, it does end with them kissing. And then they don't talk, and then they don't get together for six months. Like, it goes exactly where it should go, and then it does not go at all. And it's so fucking funny. I love it so much. Oh, these boys. (laughs) (laughs) It's like they're playing hot potato with the word friends. And, like, it just keeps getting, like, bigger and heavier and more awkward the more times they pass it back and forth yes (sighs) surely this is a thing friends do it's like Welcome to I'm Just a Poor Boy, where we talk about ways you can support this podcast. So, listeners, today, in our time, and two weeks ago, in your time, we (laughs) announced on Instagram that we're not talking about Harry Potter anymore, and that's scary, and probably there will be people who are like, well... That's what I'm here for when it comes to supporting us on Patreon. And in an attempt to mitigate the impact of that on our financial lives, because we are entirely dependent on our Patreon income. 100% listener supported, everyone. Yes. Like to pay our rent, not just like these podcasts are, but like jesse and i are yes (laughs) (laughs) um yeah we're doing a thing that will have a cute name but literally this just happened today so i don't have a name for it yet but basically if you join our patreon in the next month or so uh if you join for a year up front you can save 10 percent on your patreon access so consider it you get a lot you get a lot of cool stuff and you can rest assured in the knowledge that we will be able to finish talking about the Simon Snow series and then eventually read Snow for Christmas, which we did not do this Christmas because Christmas, because December is the worst month. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really, it's really great over there. I don't think anyone will regret joining us we have a lot of fun we put out a lot of cool stuff all of our episodes of this podcast are much longer on patreon usually and um it's just a good time so patreon.com slash the gaily profit think about it Welcome to Send Shivers Down My Spine, where we talk about sexy stuff. And, like, really excellent 
segue from your last quote about them awkwardly being like, yeah, sure, we're friends. And it's like, you guys want to make out so hard. Just, and you, you were so close. Yeah. And then, okay. Yes. <laughs> I feel like my first note is literally just ink slut indeed. And I'm like, I don't even know who I'm talking about really at this point. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but this line tickled me so much when Simon is like reflecting on like how he's not worthy of Baz, basically. And he says, Baz was smart and talented. He owned his own business and several suits. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... You know, I... Yes. <laughs> I just feel like... I feel like this Simon still just, like, owns a bunch of clothing that he is, like, either, like, inherited from friends that they are getting rid of it, or it's, like, 35% promotional t-shirts from, like, tattoo parlors or whatever (laughs) kind of thing yeah his like pub pub soccer league football league uniform shirt whatever yeah definitely yeah (sighs) also they kiss they do and then they fuck they sure do (laughs) it's implied obviously but we get a later that day Laying in bed, cuddling. Yes, Uh, and Simon, I'm over having people's names tattooed on my body. Night one of him and Baz (laughs) being a couple is like, will you cover my shitty heart tattoo with your name? (laughs) I just wrote, Simon, calm down. (laughs) Baz being like, what is he like, absolutely not or something? Simon's like, what if I still want it in six months? (laughs) Oh, God, can't. I like look, I have a matching tattoo with my partner. I'm not anti couples tattoos. Don't get someone's name tattooed on you. You know? Just get a tattoo that like you can still be like, this is nice if you break up, or like it's you can still get it covered up if you break up, but like don't get someone's name tattooed on you. That's weird. I mean, I think that so I know like two of my friends have like best best friends they have their names tattooed on each other and i feel like that makes more sense to me than like romantic partners like if you've had like a best friend for like 20 years get like get your friend's name get your dog's name tattooed. like i think that sounds so much more reasonable than getting a romantic partner yeah i agree also i want to share this story which is that um two of my friends got like friend tattoos like complimentary daria and jane friend tattoos that say friends for a while it's <laughs> 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 just incredible that is i mean I, I mean number one getting a like complimentary daria and jane tattoo next level a plus plus but also getting friends for a while which is a line of the cartoons like so good yeah and also you know if you stop being friends it's built into it's built into the tattoo. It's fine. Oh, I just yeah. love it. No, that is oh, that's so excellent. Anyway. Yeah. What else do you have here? 
Um, mostly just about them kissing, which was great. I just and getting together, which just made me so happy for them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to describe it for the folks at home who don't have access to the zine? All right. So we talked a little bit about their first kiss, which was in Bez's tattoo parlor. And then it was awkward because they didn't talk about it. And then Simon apologized for it six hours later when he was in a zone uh, from being tattooed for six hours, which is like, okay. But then they kiss for real after Simon's like, no, it is a good idea for us to be together. And... Simon apologizes for it three weeks later. Oh, it, okay. Because Baz <laughs> is like, you don't need to come back for three weeks because that's how long it's going to take for the line work to heal and you come back for the color work. Um, and Simon's like, oh, he sent me away for three weeks. Clearly he hates me now. I better apologize. And it's, oh my God. I know. And it's also the, Baz's tattoo parlor is next door to the flower shop Simon yeah. works at. Like next door, everyone. Uh, yeah, and then the second one, when Baz is revealed that he also has been crushing on Simon and has been giving him deeply discounted tattoo cover-up work, <laughs> instead of saying that, <laughs> Simon's like, this is great. Let's make out for real. And they do. And it's so great. Yeah. And no one apologizes because they are serious about it. Yep. And I'm like, yay. Yep. <sighs> it's so nice. Um... My last thing here is that I think that we get it in any way the wind blows. It might be sooner than that, but that's my recollection. Um, Rainbow Rowell is like so invested in Baz having a hairy chest. She really is. Yeah. Um, And we get that here. So he unbuttons his shirt to show Simon his, um, his mom's name tattooed over his heart and simon's like there's more hair than he expected to see and i just i just love that rainbow rowell is like look baz has a hairy chest you all have to accept this work it into your fan art you just have to do it and i i think that's great rainbow rowell is committed to um making sure that baz isn't a twink is what she's trying to do which i <laughs> yeah and it's funny because you know she approves these book covers i assume and this baz is hella white and hella not hairy chested yeah which are both like non-canonical you know and i think that sucks yeah this simon has blue wings there you go they are robin's egg blue yeah not yeah not a steel blue so no. yeah but I guess that means that this artist is really like taking creative license with the canonical descriptions because those wings are very clearly described as red constantly in the book. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I would love to see like hairy chested Middle Eastern Baz on the front cover of Wayward Son. That would mean a lot to me. I know. Canon accurate, canon accurate Baz. Yeah. I would love that. I would love nothing more. Welcome to Is This Just Fantasy, where we research stuff. (sighs) We get a lot of flowers, but I actually mainly want to talk about the flower symbolism of what Bass tattoos onto Simon. Cool, I'm down. All right, so we get a mention, first off, of the hot goblin tattoo with a carnation. Mm -hmm. 
Um, red carnations are like love and affection. It's just a symbolism. But green carnations are basically a symbol of being gay that was explicitly started by queer elder Oscar Wilde, who instructed a bunch of his queer friends, of his gay male friends, to wear like a green carnation in their buttonhole to go to like an opening night of like some play. Um, and like, I mean, Victorian England, comparatively pretty small. So it caught on as a like, this is how you know other gay people, other hmm. gay men. So gay, 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 gay. <laughs> nice. Good job. And it's really funny because, so we get descriptions of, well, we, we know that Baz gives Simon tattoos that are blue bachelor buttons, blue bells violets morning glories and amaranth all which are literally like unrequited love never-ending love true love like love 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 love. and it's like baz you are not as subtle (laughs) thank god that even though simon is a florist he hates the language of flowers and did not look any of these things up because then what you were doing would become abundantly clear (laughs) (laughs) i can't believe i mean i can so penny's seeing all of these tattoos and she knows the language of flowers but like it is exactly penny to like know what's going on and be like i wonder how long this is gonna take to play out (laughs) yes her and shepherd just gossip about it every night (laughs) yeah and uh mix in for variety we have clover which is synonymous with luck even if it's not a four-leaf clover asters for patience which i'm sure is at this point and just being like i'm so like how long can i drag this out Mm -hmm. and then foxglove which is weird. So it has like sort of contra- contradictory seeming meanings because foxglove is both used as a medicine and it's also a poison. Like it's mm-hmm. also a poisonous flower. So it means insecurity, but it also means I am not ambitious for myself, but for you, which seems very romantic and lovely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, oh, Beth. Interesting. And then I also just have to also point out that uh, violets are associated with being gay as going as far back as Sappho, infamous lesbian Greek poet who, I mean, being a queer poet means you write a lot of shit about flowers. Like, let's be real, Oscar (laughs) Wilde did the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. And the infamous poem, which mentions uh, the love that dare not speak its name, aka gay love. Um, So the fact that I think... The fact that we have all this like, wow, I really love you flower symbolism and also some like very explicitly gay flower symbolism is really excellent. Yeah. Ugh. Now I'm imagining a conversation where Simon and Baz are like laying in bed having their 75th conversation of Simon being like, please tattoo your name over my heart. And Baz is like, listen, I have to confess to you every flower <laughs> I've ever given you. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, okay, is that going to happen or is like Penny just going to offhandedly be like, okay, but Simon, did you really not know? Like, did you really just look at all these 
blue bachelor buttons and bluebells and like not really realize that he was in love with you someone's like what oh my <laughs> god like, yeah like the next day he goes to work and is like i finally slept with baz and she's like oh my god i can finally tell you about <laughs> all your tattoos <laughs> she's like i've only had to tell shepherd and shepherd only vaguely cares about flowers yeah so like <laughs> finally <laughs> She's told Agatha, Agatha also does not fucking care. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, Agatha is like, I, do, I cannot muster even one fuck about Simon's bizarre love life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ugh. Love it. Ugh. All right, we done? We are done. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. We will be back next time with an actual chapter of Wayward Son. Woohoo! Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Check the show notes for all the things. Join our Patreon if you can. Follow us on social media. Leave us a review, etc. And until next time. Scatamoosh!